Welcome back to the channel today, everyone. I'm Sarah Higdon. I'm your host. This is Transform to Freedom. And I see the rest, the usual crowd is uh, is in the chat. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, interesting. I don't know how long. I have a lot of stories to run through today, but I cannot stay late. I am I got to be at the airport very early tomorrow. So, um, yeah, we're going to try to get through the stories tonight, but I hope everybody is doing well. Um, yeah, I don't think anything special happened last weekend. Um, just off the top, we'll know I will not be here next Monday, so we're going to be taking a break off. So my schedule for the next couple weeks right now, as it looks, is I won't be here Monday, next Monday. I will be I will be here the weekend after uh, the Monday after and then um, I will not be here on Christmas. Um, so I'll be visiting family. So that we will uh, we will make this work and uh, we'll see what, where we go from there. But so again, just keep keep an eye out. If you're not already subscribe to the channel, watch the community area that's I'll post um, post when I'm not here, everything else. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, so let's just kind of jump right into it, right? So last week, uh, we spoke a little bit about this. We talked about um, Derek Chauvin being stabbed in jail or prison, right? Um, after he was moved. So if you uh, kind of go off the top, Derek Chauvin is the police officer who was charged in the killing of George Floyd. Um, he's appealing that decision um, after light of new ev evidence showed that he, George Floyd may not have died. I'm just saying may not have for um, YouTube, but it appears that um, the death was occurred um, could have, could have happened because of the number of drugs and uh, stuff that was in the system. So he's he's uh, appealing appealing the murder conviction, right? Um, so we talked about this last week, and he, so he was he was stabbed in prison. Um, he was originally moved into a federal penitentiary. Um, in Arizona, outside of Minneapolis, because instead of the state state penitentiary in Minnesota, because he was a police officer, it's incredibly difficult to be a police officer and um, in, in prison, anyways. And it's it's almost a guarantee something's going to happen if you are in prison with somebody that you locked up or helped investigate or anything like that. So moved him out to a prison in Arizona where it was supposed to be safer, yet he was then stabbed. And apparently now we find out he was stabbed like 22 times um, and almost killed. And now, strangely enough, I don't know why this keeps happening, but now we find out that the man who stabbed him, his name is John Tursak, 52 years old, and he became an FBI wrong one. Let me see. Okay, there we go. He became an FBI informant in 1997. So 
probably really weird. Could get down into the conspiracy lane on this one and be like what, a FBI informant or a former FBI informant is the one who stabbed this high profile person. Really, really, really. Yeah, you're right. See, Lizzie says, why is it always the FBI, the FBI, the CIA, um, any of those people? One, we know that in a lot of these mass shooting situations, the person was on their radar and most of them, they are on our, on, on the radar. And now, and now, um, they're, they're just, you know, killing people in prison or trying to kill people in prison who they deem to be, you know, enemies. Yeah. Yes, Forrest Bomb, welcome back in. Um, yes, he was stabbed last week, and it really is. Yeah, I mean, does it come to anybody's surprise that the FBI was involved in this? I don't think it should. Um, 22 times at the correctional facility in Arizona, and... Apparently, he was sought out by the FBI while he was a member of the Mexican Mafia prison gang. Uh, he helped federal authorities with investigating the results and in, in the indictment of more than 40 Mexican Mafia members and associates. Interesting. Um, pretty sure he said in here, He has allegedly admitted to stabbing the former Minneapolis police officer accused of killing George Floyd during his arrest in May 2020 and spoke with FBI agents following the attack. Hmm. So. He says he um, planned the attack on. Chauvin on Black Friday as a symbol as a symbol symbolic symbolic nod to the Black Lives Matter movement and the black hand emblem affiliated with the Mexican Mafia gang. Um really interesting. Like I said, we talked about this last week. Um so yeah. James V, thank you so much for the for the five dollar super chat. Says you're amazing, Sarah. Much love from Alabama. Thank you so much. You're amazing too. I appreciate that always. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to kind of update everybody on that one. Um, like I said, Chauvin is uh, he's trying to get uh, he's he's trying to actually it's interesting because he's trying to get his guilty plea thrown out because of the new evidence i think that they still they 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 said they they weren't going to move they they couldn't move forward with his appeal on the other one but he was trying to get the the guilty plea on the on the death um the um is it the unreasonable? He, so he pleaded guilty to willfully to willfully depriving Mr. Floyd of his constitutional rights to be free from the use of reasonable force by resulting in Mr. Floyd's bodily injury and death. Um, so he's trying to get that thrown out because of the new 
you know the evidence that shows that he may not be have been the one that that the 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 choke may not have been the one that caused it it's really interesting but on to new news this week and if you already saw i kind of already hinted at what we have pulled up elon musk is i don't know he is doing some amazing things um he is not backing down he's not giving into the these boycotts that are you know the uh the you know the establishment is trying to push on him because he believes in free speech and so when you believe in free speech what do you do you you gotta defend it and right now a lot of people are saying that elon <laughs> might be like one of the last hopes when it comes to um the free speech because who else would be like yeah um well let's just kind of get into this he was doing a uh he was doing the New York Times Deal Book Summit, um, and he was asked by the interviewer um, about the advertising boycott. And here's kind of what he said. Obviously, you know that there's a public perception that, and, and you're clarifying this now, um, but there's a public perception that that was part of a apology tour, if you will, that this had been said online. There was all of the criticism. There was advertisers leaving. We talked to Bob Iger today. I hope today. they stop. You hope? Uh, don't advertise. You don't want them to advertise? No. What do you mean? If, if somebody's going to try to blackmail me with advertising, blackmail me with money, go fuck yourself. But go fuck yourself. <laughs> is that clear? I, I hope it is. Hey, Bob, if you're in the audience. Well, well, let me ask you then. That's how I feel. Don't advertise. How do you think then about the economics of, of X? If, 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 if part of the underlying model, at least today, and maybe it needs to shift, maybe the answer is it needs to shift away from advertising. Um, if, if you believe that this is the one part of your business where you will be beholden to those who uh, have this view, G what do you do? F Y. I, I understand that, but there's a reality too, <laughs> right? Yes. No. No. I, I mean, Linda no, Yaccarino's right here, and she's got to sell advertising. I, I, absolutely. So, um, no, no, totally. So, so no, no. Actually, what what this advertising boycott is uh, is is going to do? It's it's going to kill the company. And do you think that the company? I, I, but, and the whole world will know that those advertisers killed the company, and we will document it in great detail. But there are those advertisers. I imagine are going to say they're going to say we didn't kill the company. Oh yeah, they're going to say tell it to tell it to Earth. But they're going to say that they're going to say Elon that you killed the company because you said these things, and that they were inappropriate things, and that they didn't feel comfortable on the platform. Right. And that's see, that's and, what and they're going to say. And let's see how Earth responds to that. Okay. This, then this. I think that's. I mean, yeah, you're you're right. The <laughs> the journalist there's like, uh, how 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 do I how how do I go forward with this? What you're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to apologize. 
Like this, what do you mean? <laughs> um, but here's the thing is, I, I think that is the, 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 I mean, he's absolutely right. If you really want to push free speech, you kind of have to, um, you know, take that because otherwise the whole, you know, the censorship industrial complex will envelop you. If he gives in to this, this, this boycott and starts censoring people, which um, they do censor stuff on Twitter sometimes, which is really, I don't, it's really interesting because I know people that have lost their accounts and then get it back like two weeks later. It's really, really weird, but you can't, like if you're going to, if you have to be willing to stand up for your values, like he's doing right now. And if you really do believe in free speech, this is the only real way to, to do that. And he has the money that it's kind of, you know, there's FU money. And then there is sure you'll kill 40, you'll, you'll, uh, you'll kill the $44 billion that I just spent in this company. But, um, knowing that, there's millions and millions of people and that is the free market value. I mean, but here's the thing is people are trying to compare this advertising boycott, which was started by media matters hit piece um, about Elon Musk. Uh, and it, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, it also kind of coincidentally can like took place right. Like the same day after Xi Jinping was meeting with all these tech leaders and all these people that are now boycotting like the same day is when they started this massive boycott. Um, almost seems like this was, and, and they haven't pulled their funding from, from TikTok. So real curious about that one. Um, but this is, and, and so it's a lot different when there's a consumer boycott when they don't believe in your values to a coordinated attack to black and he is right blackmail into censoring speech that they don't like even though it's lawful speech to censor it um i think this is this is going to get interesting now i would encourage everybody and i i signed up for i mean i've been signed up for twitter what is it? Twitter blue or whatever it was, whatever it is now premium. I've been signed up to that since it was like new. And now I did upgrade to Twitter plus Twitter, uh, premium plus because, um, you have to spend money where, you know, you believe it. And I, and I use the platform so much that, I believe it's where most of my content and most of my connections have come from. So um, I think it's the best platform out there. And I do really think that it is going to take over. Um, what I will say is it is really interesting because then there was this one second. Yeah. So then he kind of, there's an extended clip from, from this that I thought was really interesting that um, after he said that, this is what he said. What, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness, not the perception of it. And what I see all over the place is people who care about looking good while doing evil. 
them. Okay. What, what I care about is the, the reality of goodness. So he's saying he, he wants to actually do good instead of looking good. And right now the people that are boycotting him are actually doing evil like Disney pushing, you know, sexuality and, you know, queerness onto children that is pushing evil and pushing them into transitioning and all this other stuff like that is pushing of evil whereas now they are hit they are going to take a hit piece and against against him for you know having values of free speech and actually being good when they want to make him out to be the bad guy um yeah, I don't think he is. I think that the, I still think Twitter, like I said, it does have some some flaws. But um, yeah, I mean, it's such a if if you are on Twitter a lot and you can get it up to get those five million views to get monetized, it I mean, it's it it ends up being worth it. I don't make as much as you for his mommy, but I do make a little bit. Um, and so it becomes a good, good investment anyways. But even like, I think I said it on the show last week, like, you know, when everybody was like, say like when they were upping, like when the Babylon piece had 250,000 advertising over the next quarter, same with like Tim cast and that I was like, I'm, I just need to put some ads together now because I'm going to now I want, I'm going to spend like maybe a hundred hours in advertising money to help promote, can't hurt can help boost my help boost stuff so why not put a little bit in and show that yes because for a long time here's the thing is for a long time like creators never really advertised on twitter because it was almost seen as taboo unless you were a major organization to like pay for ads to pay for engagement and stuff like that and now that's the only way that this platform is going to survive if corporations keep doing this. So why not actually do something? I mean, it's just a little bit. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. I do think um, it's interesting because now you're starting to see a lot of uh, old clips of other people saying the same thing. Uh, but first, I do want to play this. This is actually... Uh, Jack Posobiec makes a really good point here as well. Um, so Andrew Sorge, he this is a guy from CNBC, but he's kind of like their golden boy. Then he goes on, this is the New York Times Summit. This is like the masters of the universe of Wall Street. They're all there. Elon comes in. This is where Jamie Dimon, I think earlier in the day, came out and urged everyone to get behind behind Nikki Haley they're like hey let's get the uniparty back together yep. <laughs> you know let's let's do it guys remember we used to run game before Trump we're gonna do that again and and Sorkin was totally done and everyone was fine with that like you can you can be totally fine by telling people that you want to go on a murderous rampage and invade the Middle East and kill thousands of people that's cool and and nobody bats an eye but if you tell advertisers to f off then everybody loses I was gonna face. say you can you can advocate for attacking russia yes uh, nuclear war nuclear war but if you say we're going to build a wall on a southern border well now you're a bigot racist and must be stopped so andrew sorge so yeah i mean that's what that is really interesting because now they're pushing for these neocons which if you watch the show you know i'm a non-neocon like that's like one that is like my biggest red line issue is voting for I will not vote for somebody who 
is pro involvement, you know, anywhere else in the world. Um, you know, I, there, there's a lot to say about, uh, I'm so Nikki Haley, the biggest neocon of all is being pushed in these things. And that's great. You can go in and you can invade sovereign nations all around the world. And it's no issues. You can, you know, do as Barack Obama did and drop bombs on a hospital and nobody bats an eye. Um, and yet you tell advertisers to fuck off and this is what you get. You get people freaking out because he actually had, you know, raw emotion. Like he, he, he actually said what he's thinking, which is so rare because everybody, this is one thing. And I saw, um, a friend, um, say this. So it's not, it, that's something like with his autism, which is actually a really great virtue that is like, you just say what people, you, you say what people need to hear and you don't say what they want to hear, you know? So you tell it like you see it. Um, and that's exactly what he did. I thought it was great. But then like I was talking about, like, then you see all these, these other clips. Let me see this. Is this the, oh. You see other clips. I think that might be. Okay. Here we go. We'll just pull it up here. Um, you have this one. Yeah. You know what I said? Where you have um, other people talking about the same type of stuff. Um, so you have Dana White from the uh, the UFC first. And one of our big sponsors called and said, take that down. You know what I said? Oh, fuck yourself. Yeah. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Don't ever fucking call me and tell me who to vote for. Yeah. And if your recourse is, you're a bad person for not believing me, fuck you. That's my response. Fuck you. Blackmailing with money? Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Is that clear? I think this is the type of attitude that we, more people need to have this type of attitude. Like, like Dana White. Um, and, and, you know, Dana White has been under, under uh, some heat recently because Bud Light is now the sponsor of the UFC again. And he, he doesn't care. He actually came out and defended it and was like, they have their uh, folds of honor for the veteran programs, and that's more what he cares about than these stupid culture war issues. And they, it, it wasn't even about money for him because people were calling him a sellout for it and everything like that. He's like, they had this program that I'm way more invested in than that. Um, and so, and that's the other thing is like people want to tell tell you, you know, they won't advertise. They are going to blackmail you if you don't vote for who they want you to vote for and all this stuff. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with you. Um, too many people are afraid to get canceled these days. That's the problem. And yeah, when you have, when you have FU money, it, it is nice, but even when you don't, here's the, here's the, and I, I get it. Sometimes this is, this is, I, I've talked about this before, maybe even on here, but I talk about this with my friends sometimes. And I'm like, you know, it's really nice knowing that, um, I have to do something quite egregious. Um, if I was going to get fired from, from the jobs that I have, I, ha I, I, it really is nice to know that 
I'm not going to get canceled simply because I disagree with some or my bosses and stuff like that disagree with something that um, I might say or believe or anything like that because they believe in free speech, they believe in, but we have a lot of the same core values. So if I went to, was to go be a complete lefty, it might be a little bit different, different story. But, but this is the thing is I can pretty much say what I want and I'm not beholding to that because I, I know that, you know, the biggest thing is my livelihood is not at risk. If for me saying something that I believe, um, and I think that is what more organizations and people should be seeking out these organizations that hold those values because there is it's f you money is one thing but just being uncancelable is really what you're talking about you have to be uncancelable um and i mean just your just y'all support of me helps me be uncancelable right um but that's exactly what everybody needs to find an area where they, you know, and, and it's not always easy um, in every line of line of work. Right. But that's what you have to do. Um, here is another one. I mean, this is like Roseanne is amazing. Um, and I think this was, I mean, this was, a, this was one area. I think I disagree with Bill Maher so much, but he's actually one of the true, like modern liberals who doesn't try to cancel people simply for disagreeing with us. Um, exactly. Forrest mom, you can't cancel hot bitches. I mean, you can't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but if you remember her show, there's a little bit of background here. Um, her show, Roseanne, um, they rebooted it. They had the new show, The Connors, I think came out, right? And she was, the first season was crazy. And then she made a tweet about, um, was it about Valerie Jarrett, who worked in the Obama administration? I forget what she did, but she was deemed a racist for something that she said. So this is what she said recently on Bill Maher. Back. What is it, 20 years later, 10 years later, something with 20. the reboot of the sitcom goes to number one again. <laughs> Try that, bitches. And then you tweeted something that I don't even know if you thought it was racist. It certainly was. It was not. Well, <laughs> okay, well. I thought the bitch was white. I know, that's what you thought, but that doesn't mean it isn't racist because obviously she looks well, just like the fucking picture you're, you're not going to get yourself out of this by by reiterating that and everybody's in power got to be made fun of that's true mark 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 fuck you if you can't take a joke fuck you you fascist that's how i feel bill and I you mean, know what but, i don't give a fuck what color your ass is if you ain't doing right for your own people or anybody's right. people in this country where people are sleeping in the streets and it makes me fucking sick, then fuck you. I don't give a fuck about your feelings. You are offensive to me. You better take care of the people living and dying in these streets. Fuck off. I'm so sorry. But it just came out. No, I'm glad. That's what I want. I want it to come out. It's what do, what do old friends do when they get together? 
I love that response though too. I love, I mean, her response, I mean, obviously it probably just got my, got, got this episode demonetized, but um, I don't care. I think, I think that's the attitude people need to have, you know, people are, there's such a, a sensitivity um, in today's culture where you feel like you have a right to never feel uncomfortable. And so anytime somebody, and this is, and this is not, and this is the problem too, is now governments across the world. We talked about Ireland last, last week, but now these things are deemed like hateful and hate speech and all this other nonsense. And so, so I, people think, you know, in other countries, you do have a right to be, you know, not be offended, which, it, or you have um, the privilege to not be offended because the government's actually taking other people's rights away. They're taking their actual free speech rights away. Um, so comedy needs to survive. Free speech needs to survive. Um, I, but I think, I think this is this, that, I mean, that shows right there. Like <laughs> Bill Maher's like, yeah, that's great. I love how you, that you just, opened up you just let that out because that's what old friends do like you don't like he could have easily been like okay yeah we can't do this anymore like cut canceled the show canceled her ended their friendship even though they're on, on different sides of the aisle um this is the way it used to be this is this is like a look at the way that it used to be you could actually talk to people that you disagreed with vehemently disagree with on some things um and then have a good conversation you know and and still be friends can't do that in a lot of ways today um you know a lot of people just want to get um all up in arms about everything else um all their stuff that they're you know everything to these days it's just it's ridiculous um what else do i have okay but yeah, what do we want to talk about now? What else did I have on the docket? One of my things got messed up, so I think I, I think I'm good though. Oh, this is the one. Now, with all of this being said, um, does anybody know if Greg Gutfeld still has a show on Fox News? <laughs> because uh, today would have been the first day back. Was he was he on air? Is he on air tonight? Was he on air tonight? I don't know when he, what time his show's at. Um, he kind of broke this golden rule at Fox News um, last week, last Friday on Friday. Apparently there's this rule and this is kind of what this is the, this is a rumor that we've kind of heard is you're not a lot they're not allowed to say Tucker Carlson's name at all on Fox News anymore after after he was uh after he was after he was let go but he's still technically on contract and and everything like this um and so um but he did and actually like if you know um, I know other people who are associated with Tucker, um, who are also fan, like they're no longer allowed on Fox News simply because they wrote a book, um, 
and, and, and know Tucker and are, you know, and are associated with him. Um, so they're no longer allowed. They weren't allowed to promote their book on, uh, on, on, on Fox. And um, before I go further, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Roni uh, says F you YouTube. Sarah doesn't need your money. No, no, but it's always nice. But this 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 show is gonna be <laughs> this show is gonna be demonetized because of uh, Roseanne's tirade, which is which is good. <laughs> but um, so there's kind of been this this thing, and not only that, I want to play this clip for you from Gutfeld on Friday because this is amazing, and, and really listen to what he's saying. So here you go. It's like extorting Jerry Nadler with salad. <laughs> or blackmailing sports fans by threatening to cancel PBS. <laughs> the fact is, Musk may be the last man standing between real freedom of speech and the suffocating block of the censorship industrial complex, which is made up of government, media, and tech forces. He realizes that advertisers have no spine and can be easily cowed by special interest groups in cahoots with political allies. If you don't believe me, I got two words for you. Tucker Carlson. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wow. 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 <laughs> Look at that. Uh, I mean, and his get, the, everybody was like, uh, what, what are we supposed to do here? Um, this, that, that was, um, <laughs> that was shocking because, uh, you're not allowed to say those words on, on, uh, on Fox news. Even the audience was like, uh, <laughs> which is amazing because again, listen to exactly what he says. He says, because special interest groups are in cahoots with political allies. So not only is this this a a taking a shot at politicians, special interests, and the advertisers, and propping up Elon Musk, he's taking a direct shot at Fox News for letting Tucker Carlson go because of special interest groups who are in cahoots with political allies. That <laughs> is a direct shot at, at the network so that's why i ask is he uh is he uh he still got a show <laughs> um which is again interesting because the person my friend um because you know uh, if you've seen um chadwick moore has not been on gutfell he's not allowed on fox news anymore um or he hasn't He's been told he's not allowed on Fox News anymore, I think, from people. But he's not allowed. He used to be on Gutfeld all the time. So this could get really interesting at Fox. Um, but I think that is savage. Yeah, like they said, as it's savage. To, I mean, and that takes, yeah, Neil Wolf 09 says it, that's guts. Yeah, that takes a lot of guts. Because you want to talk about getting canceled. His show is probably going to get canceled because of that. Um, Blake Cole says, I don't know if Fox can get rid of Gutfeld. Go, 
Gutfeld will be fine without Fox, but Fox will not be okay without Gutfeld. You know, everybody said that about, I mean, Tucker was a much larger name, um, was a much larger force. I think you're right. I, I think you're you're all right that this is kind of all that Fox has really going. So what are you going to do? Like, I don't know what you're going to do because uh, that is, that is crazy. And, and honestly, I don't, I don't watch Fox. I, I don't, I don't actually watch cable news period. I don't even have cable. So um, there's that, but cable news is on the way down. And if they are going to spiral like this, I mean, oof. I think, um, well, I think Gutfeld might even go, yeah, I think he might even go join with Tucker. Now, the thing, so if you don't know the whole issue with Tucker is that he can't, um, he can't go to another network. He had a non-compete, or he's technically, so he's still, uh, so he has a non-compete with Fox, I believe is what it is. Um, and so he's still on contract. This is the biggest thing. Fox News is paying Tucker millions um, because he's on contract. They won't let him out of his contract because they know that he could go somewhere else and make it. Something weird, though, with that contract is that he can still, like, Twitter is actually one of the only platforms that the contract, that that it didn't censor him from being able to um, create a channel on, on Twitter. That was, like, the only platform that he could have gone to. So it's, it's pretty crazy, but I think we'll see. Yeah. I think gut felt you're right. He's smart. Um, John Stevens says he's smart. This could be a calculated move. I think, I think you're right. So what are they going to do? They're going to fire him and then show exactly what he just said is to be accurate. I mean, he, he, he took a shot at, at Fox, um, but it's kind of what they would be doing. Right. So, um, here's what we got next, though. So, kind of hard shift, shifting gears here. University of Utah. This is this is insane to me, y'all. University of Utah stat like teachers are canceling classes and hosting healing circles, or they hosted healing circles. Um, because my good friend Chloe Cole was making a speech there. Honestly, Chloe is one of the nicest people. She is... I, the fact that these people are so terrified of her message... See, that's the thing. They're not terrified of her. Because they're so terrified of her message because she is the person that ruins their ideology because she puts a wrench in it because detransitioners aren't supposed to exist under their ideology, right? Um, and so she, um, they were, they were doing this and they, 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 one of the professors referred to her as anti-trans. Again, my good friend, I've done a lot of events with Chloe a lot of events with Chloe, and um, I, I would say that she's not anti-trans. She likes trans people. I mean, like I said, we're friends. Um, she's friends with Buck. 
uh, Black Angel, and she's she's doing a lot of good work trying to just promote like the non-transition. She's one of these people that's she's more like me, need to make sure people are safe and getting to adulthood before they make life-altering decisions like her. Like so, they don't go down the same path as her, and yet. I mean, there was significant protest around the event. The I guess the uh, the armed queers were supposed to protest. These the uh, the daily, they, but this thing is they they shut down. Uh, the documentary Damage, which Chloe does appear in, um, not too long ago, too. Um, it's just these people, like, why would you, like, hosting healing circles? Like, this is what we were talking about earlier, about people being so... I feel, I honestly, in a lot of ways, I feel bad for people. Um, who are so in this state to where they allow other people that really like they 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 feel like the world is ending because of what other people do and say. Like they, I don't know. Like how do you live in such a state of emotion? Um, and sorrow that you have to go to a healing circle just because somebody you disagree with speaks on your campus. I don't, I don't really get that. Um, now Jen McMahon, you said, remember when dropping out of school was, was, was regular. Here's the thing, you know, when I was on that, um, Jubilee debate, the one person on there was just talking about dropping out of school at 16. Why was he allowed to do that? Um, and yet we're, you know, we're, but the thing is, is you drop out of school at 16, you can go back and get your GED. If you get, you know, hormone replacement therapy and sterilize yourself, you can't reverse that. Like uh, a male that transitions to female after three months, you're sterile. After three months on estrogen, you are sterile. Um, Marcy, we've I've done videos on this. It's like Marcy Bowers, the president of WPATH, was like, if if you go on puberty blockers before you start, pu like right at puberty, and then you go all the way and you then go straight on to cross-sex hormones and then go um, and have, you know, vaginoplasty, 100 percent of the time she said those people are never able to achieve sexual satisfaction as an adult and jazz jennings is the prime example um is 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 a, is, a, is one of those big examples of the person that that happened to um so that's not reversible um you have somebody like chloe like you can't you can't give up. She, she, the reason why she detransitioned, the, the re, like she, um, if you know her story, I actually have it right here, but 
13 was placed on puberty blockers. And then later that same year was placed on testosterone. She had a double mastectomy at 15. And then after realizing that she may want to have kids and that she would never be able to breastfeed her children, um, that made her really sad and realized that she made a mistake. And that's when she decided to detransition. Um, so those are things that you can't, you can't get back. You can always go back to school. You can always go back to school. Yeah, Neil Wolf, and I think um, Jazz is a prime example um, of somebody who was preyed upon. I think she's a victim of the medical industrial complex um, and her mother, um, who is the prime example of a trans housed mom, um, which we've done we've done episodes on that before too. But it, um, you can't doctors are not even telling people like I have friends and especially it's, it's actually the females to, to male. I know a lot, of, there's a lot of people who are having severe, um, severe medical issues because of the testosterone. And there's something to do with the testosterone that we're using here in the U S compared to what we use, what they use in um, other countries. But if you didn't see, and actually I, I do want to kind of give a shout out and push everybody over to go to my friend, uh, Matt Ray's, um, Instagram account. Uh, he posted a, um, I did an interview with him not too long ago. It's actually probably on my, on my homepage. So if you go over, if you're on my, if you're on YouTube, go to the front page and you can see the interview with him. And we talked about the health issues that he was having there. He posted an update. And one of the things that he's having now, and he told about like what the, the, the we talked about the difference in the medications and, and how it, it was really interesting and how a lot of trans men that I know are coming off testosterone. They're not detransitioning because they, they still have gender, they still have gender dysphoria or they're still, you know, want to, they're trans, but the, their body was rejecting testosterone. Um, I know other, I know detransitioners who, if you can follow a, a number of them and you see the different, um, just the different health complications that they're having and many, and, and a lot of them have, you know, some of them have osteoporosis issues. Um, if you would watch the Jubilee episode, um, Andrew spoke about, not knowing that a female goes through menopause when they go on testosterone, um, like those different things are not being discussed. And how, so how can a child make these life altering decisions? Um, but going back to Matt, Matt was talking about his, um, his, the neurological issues that he's having. He started to have a form of adult Tourette's um, and having tics. So Honestly, go and support Matt as well. Go, uh, he has a he has a GoFundMe out there too. But then they're also selling stuff. I, I forget what the the brand that they're doing stuff with. Um, but yeah, go make sure to check that stuff out. Go check out Matt and everything like that because. And this is one of the reasons why this is a big issue, and this is something I touch on so much, is because I know so many of these people, um, and then you see them throwing out this detransitions rare. And I'm like, it, it, there was even the, the, the trans woman who Candace Owens recently interviewed 
who regrets having bottom surgery, but is still trans because everything was messed up with their bottom surgery. Like there's different stuff like that. Like it's happening on people and it's not just detransitioners that this, a lot of stuff is happening to. Um, but the, we don't even know what the detransition rate is, right? So we know, um, we know that a lot of people are falling off the rolls and are never being counted as detransitioners. Um, and, um, because they never had their primary sex organs removed. So they just stopped taking, um, HRT and then they, it comes, you know, the original comes back and then they just go on living their lives the way they were. Um, or, you know, like, and they come off and there's never any follow-up as well. We know that the average detransition takes place between four to 10 years after transition. And the longest study we have is after five years. So we just don't know. And then they quote these, these, these numbers, like their stats, but they know they will acknowledge. Like if you again, you watch the Jubilee debate, they will acknowledge that they don't know that we don't have the data and yet they still push this, these numbers. So this is why this is a huge issue for me. Um, but yeah. Okay. So we're going to kind of move on. I don't know. What should we talk about next? Um, yeah, let's talk about this. So in a, in a, um, speech in Iowa, I believe, right? Yeah. In Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Donald Trump said that he would, you, he would ban or he would, uh, he would cancel president Biden's executive order on artificial intelligence intelligence and ban the use of AI to censor speech. This is why this is important is because the, the Department of Homeland Security is using AI to basically monitor and using AI to censor other people's speech within this censorship. Like this is the next level of the censorship industrial complex and Biden's executive order um you know, promotes them to says, I want the government to do this. I want the government to figure out the best and most useful ways to use AI. While also we're going to figure out how to regulate it. All of it's bad. Like that, all of that is anti-freedom. It's very Orwellian and using like, you know, I robot like tech, um, and everything like that. Um, so here's what he said. Just this week, Biden's Homeland Security Secretary even admitted that they are weaponizing artificial intelligence to target American citizens for political speech. Did you hear that? He admitted it. Well, at least he was honest. When I'm reelected, I will cancel Biden's artificial intelligence executive order and ban the use of AI to censor the speech of American citizens on day one. Day one priority, which is nice to hear that you actually, that he, he, he wants to stop the federal government from censoring speech. Um, it seems like this executive order again would be, you know, a first amendment violation, but um, it doesn't matter. Um, the, what is it? Um, 
if you if you want to go look this order up, it's it's tired. It's titled Executive Order of Safe, Secure, and Trustworthy Development Use of Artificial Intelligence. The order says the federal government would increase its internal capacity to regulate, govern, and support responsible use of AI to deliver better results for Americans. So um, he wants to take he wants his administration to take steps to attract, retain, and develop public service oriented. AI professionals to work basically in the federal government, which will help the federal government use AI to censor the people. Yeah. It's all just, uh, I won't lie. AI kind of, AI kind of scares me for what it could be capable of. Deep fakes, we've talked about this a while ago. Deep fakes are kind of kind of scary, everything like that. But um, yeah, it is. But jumping into, again, another issue with President Biden. Now, this is, we should, should have talked about this earlier. This, this whole episode tonight is obviously all about free speech because... The next one, the next thing I have is about community notes. Y'all, <laughs> community notes are like the best thing that free speech advocates have, have wanted for so long. Because what it is, we've always said for how long that you don't fight bad speech with censoring it and putting it into a dark corner for bad speech to, you know, grow, grow like mold and, and just get bigger. And you don't censor people because once you censor somebody, you kick somebody, like you deplatform somebody, they find themselves in this dark corner and just get more radicalized. Right. So you, instead you, you, you show with the light, you, you know, light is the best disinfectant for uh, bad ideas and mold. Um, and so, Community notes has been a godsend because if you don't want to, you don't want to censor speech. You don't want like somebody like Joe Biden. This is what's, this is what's great is you don't want like Joe Biden out there. Um, like you can't just take the president's account down or censor the president's account. Like he has like free reign to say what he wants. Right. But not with, not with community notes. Now everybody's on the same level playing field. You can't, push me like remember they're the ones that are always talking about misinformation what's wrong information well his account has been on fire lately and community notes has been all over it right here talking about inflation joe biden says let me be clear to any corporation that hasn't brought their prices back down even as inflation has come down it's time to stop price gouging give american consumers a break such a false statement because in order for people in order for them to be price gouging um inflation would have to be in the negative so community note says as long as the inflation rate is positive prices are still increasing the fact that inflation has come down to two or 3.2 percent in october means that prices are still going up albeit at a slower rate than before. What's really interesting is, um, I don't, I, again, don't quote me the numbers completely, 
I would have to look, but I don't think inflation, the inflation rate had been above 3% since maybe 2012 when Obama was in office. I know it was only for two months. It was only, it was above, I think it was above, it was at 4% for two months in 2008. Ever since April of 2021, after Joe Biden took office, it has been above 3%. It was not, it never crossed that. It never went above 3%. Yeah. See, my AI, I don't know why my camera still does this. If anybody knows, let me know how to fix that. Um, But I don't believe that it crossed 3% the entire time that Donald Trump was president. Like, see, um, but... Inflation would have to be negative for his statement to even make any sense. And now, um, now they aren't getting away with this. Because in the past, they would have gotten away with this. And people that don't know how this stuff works would have been like, yeah, why is it, why why is the inflation down? Well, that's not how inflation works. Why is if if inflation's back to where it was, it means that prices are still going up. Prices are always going up. I don't think we've had negative inflation in years, maybe even decades. I don't know when the last time. I can't even tell you. Um, But that means that prices are always going up. And so you're never going to get prices to go back down to where they were before. The only thing that you can really get to go back down is gas prices. Gas prices don't sit on the fixed scale of normal inflation, right? Um, but that's just one industry. And what I really love about community notes is if you've interacted, and I actually think they're starting to do it now. If you've even seen a tweet or, but definitely if you've interacted with a tweet, community notes will notify you when there's been an update on that tweet. So if you were like, oh shoot, this, uh, that that's really a thing. And you got like upset. Like if you were here and you were like, yeah, why, you know, clicked like and said, yeah, why, um, why aren't they cutting us a break? And then community notes comes up and you go, Oh, interesting. Now I know. Um, it's, it's really, really, really good. So the censorship, the censorship industrial complex is, is being, um, is being stifled and there's a lot of good stuff coming out um i think i told y'all before eh, i'm not gonna drop that yet we're gonna push that a little bit more i don't know when what we're doing with this um but there's a lot of good stuff coming out that's exposing a lot of what was happening and it, and it really did start with the twitter files when elon musk bought twitter a year ago and they started releasing the Twitter files that showed just how much the federal government was and is directing social media platforms to censor content that they don't like. Um, it's not happening on Twitter anymore, I don't think, obviously. But it is happening on Facebook. The Facebook files actually showed that in all of meta platforms. Um, I don't know. I mean, YouTube's YouTube's 
bad about demonetizing and canceling some channels, but um, it's not the worst. So I don't know. Um. All right, y'all. Let's talk about this real quick because I do have to hop off because I have to go take a nap before I have to go to the airport at like 3 a.m. So um, we're going to talk about real quick what I thought of the DeSantis Newsome debate. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I didn't watch it. I just watched the clips. Again, I don't have cable. It was on Fox News. Um, there was no way I was watching it anyways. I had no desire. I actually got, I actually had Twitter, of course, the Newsomites, not the Newsomites, the uh, the DeSantis people really didn't like what I had to say, though. I said this whole thing was actually a lose-lose situation for Ron DeSantis um, because either he loses and it looks bad and he loses, you know, it looks bad on the voting public in the primary or he wins and people say, who cares? You're running for president. Why are you debating the governor of a state? Like that, that seems to be, a, why, don't you, why don't you focus on campaigning instead of, you know, why don't you focus on campaigning and against, you know, and trying to get the job of president instead of debating the mayor of a city who's at this point is not running for president. And probably is and i think he even made that point it's like you're here debating me and i'm not i'm just a governor of a state i'm not running for president you are uh, so i thought that it was a lose-lose situation however i do think that this was actually a point where ron DeSantis made a winning argument in the debate um itself like i said i didn't watch everything else but um let's listen but let me just say something about parents rights because he yeah. says california respects parents rights this is rich. He's been telling a lot of whoppers tonight. This may be the biggest. In California, if you're a parent in Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina, your minor place. child can go to California without your knowledge or without your consent and get hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and a sex change operation yeah. all without you knowing or consenting. How in the heck is that you know, what? honoring parents' rights when you're bringing people from out of state to go around their parents' backs and getting life-altering surgeries. That is radical. That you know, is Ron, extreme. These kids that is an assault on live. parents' rights. You know what, Ron? It's not for is, you to decide. These, it's for the what? parents to it's decide. The, you know what? And the parents do not want their kids survive. going I to these this, other honestly, things. Let these kids have Let me just say. So, yeah. I think I've covered this on this channel before, too, a little bit. So... DeSantis was um, was right. There's a bill that makes California a sanctuary state so that, yes, a minor can go to California and become a ward of the state and transition without par parents' knowledge or consent. Um, they So it's a sanctuary state to do that. Um, the fact that, and this was actually the winning argument, it wasn't even necessarily, I mean, DeSantis made the point very well. But the thing is, is Newsom didn't even deny it. He didn't deny it at all. Like the point made by DeSantis should be scare anybody. 
to the point where I'm surprised he didn't say, that's not happening in my state. What are you talking about? And try to lie his way out of it. No, he just said these kids want to live. And he used that emotional abuse tactic that we always hear the other side use quite a bit as well, right? That's what it is. I thought that was a good point. Um, but yeah, I didn't watch the rest of the debate. It didn't make any sense for me too. It was kind of stupid. Um, like I said, um, I think DeSantis is too much of a neocon. And actually, I, there's a lot of stuff that I'm not really um, liking DeSantis on. A lot of issues um, lately, but we'll save that for another day. Um, want to thank you all for joining me. As always, make sure you click that like and subscribe button. Um, and follow me across all social media platforms. And I'll see y'all next time.